From SLB Radio in Pittsburgh, Youth Express, the nation's first 24-7 radio station devoted to youth writing, music, and conversation. I don't know why some people look down on people who either give up on college or never go in the first place. There are people that just hate you because of your race or ethnicity, but we are definitely making progress. She's hungry for everything, the life within, trying to find her way around again. Looking and searching is what she's doing. So I followed my brother down to the riverbank, and we donned our skates. While Lev hurried, I tarried. While Lev trudged through the slush, I caught a flake on my tongue. My parents are from Bhutan. They migrate to Nepal, and I born there, and I moved here in the U.S. So it's a long journey to get here. On today's episode, thoughts on good business practices. But first, Youth from the organization Hope for Tomorrow reflect on the life of Jackie Robinson and where African Americans stand in sports today. All right, hello. I'm Malachi, and I'm an athlete. I play baseball, football, and do wrestling sometimes. Today, I'm going to be talking about social injustice throughout the sports community. One specific instance that I will be talking about now is Jackie Robinson. In 1947, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. That not only changed baseball, but it changed the culture and society of America itself. He, Mr. Robinson, was not only a great baseball player, but he was a great man who had enormous amounts of courage and pride in what he did. He took verbal beatings whenever he traveled with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Sometimes the Dodgers were even affected and weren't able to stay in the hotels that they wanted to stay in. Mr. Robinson took baseball to the diamond during a time when prejudice and racial segregation were real common in America. Nobody thought much of it or thought anything was wrong. Jackie Robinson expanded the fan base of the Brooklyn Dodgers since most blacks looked to Robinson for courage and they saw Jackie Robinson as a hero. At first, most people were against having a black player in the major leagues. Some players on the Dodgers requested trades because they didn't want to play with him. Some refused to take the field with him. One great player by the name of Pee Wee Reese was one of the first to embrace Jackie Robinson as a friend and as a member of the Brooklyn Dodgers. It might be seen that Jackie Robinson just affected life around the game of baseball and the sports community, but in reality, he changed the world. Jackie Robinson couldn't have come along at a better time because he brought people together through baseball. Fans of the Dodgers, both black and white, were raving around the success of the team and it unified the fan base. He was a revolutionary leader who, through sports, changed the course of history and politics. Through his leadership skills, Jackie showed on and off the field, also translated into his Army service of the armed forces and helped integrate the Army due to his leadership and charisma. Do we have um, any type of examples of where we may be seeing social justice or social injustice in today's um, community, kind of like related to sports, maybe school sports, um, anything like that? Um, I will say in schools, in terms of sports, there might be a school that is not as good as another school. So, for example, if it was a um, basically a predominantly African-American school compared to a predominantly Caucasian school, they will have everything that they would need for their sports, whether that be um, new uniforms, yeah. shoes, <laughs> new equipment. I go to a private school, but we are predominantly black, and we have to use uniforms that were used before the previous years. So that's just one example. One example that I have is that I have a friend, and his brother goes to West Allegheny, and he tells me about how his brother gets to take a class. Like, they have an 
individual class during their actual school day where if he's on a football team or whatever sports team they're on, they actually get to go practice. And that's just something that we don't get to experience in the Pittsburgh public school system. Like we'll have to practice after school or go to a different type of like city type of club or team. So that's another thing that we can see. Since I started all four years through my high school career, we had the same jerseys all four years. But I know that there's a lot of other schools who get new equipment and new jerseys every single year. And some teams we play have $1,000 football facilities and things like that. So tracking back to what Malachi was saying about Jackie Robinson and how it was looked down upon that he was playing a sport. Nowadays, I think that has changed and it's actually got better. With black men and women, it's kind of praised that they're playing sports because we're good at it or something like that. So I just wanted to add that in. We have like a lot of really good African-American um, athletes. And like right now, like for the football season with Pittsburgh Public Schools, they were highlighted. So mm -hmm. it was nice to see like when I get to see them like in the news and stuff like that, read articles about them and their accomplishments. That's like really nice. So we can see that change. There are a lot of um, amazing African-American athletes, both locally, nationally, globally. But another thing is kind of like society praises black athletes as long as they're in their own like lane kind of like football baseball basketball that's fine but once they step into tennis golf swimming that's whenever people start to have a problem they try and push different rules on them foul them out of the game you know hold them back in different meets and tournaments and things like that I wanted to say how it's just crazy how he continued to um Jackie Robinson continued to play even though he was having to get beatings and things like that for me personally I don't feel like I would want to be in a place where I know I'm holding the team back so like even with how they couldn't go to different hotels and things like that because he was black it's just like I don't know if I could keep on like going with that or like how other people in our generation would even react to that would we be calm and continue to do it, or would we retaliate yeah, and cause a whole problem? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and I just do want to get one thing straight. Jackie Robinson was not the first black person to play in the Major League. There was actually a set of brothers who did play, but they just weren't able to handle the criticism and mm -hmm. things that Jackie Robinson was able to handle. And Jackie Robinson, he wasn't always a peaceful person. He did have anger and stuff like that, but he just didn't let it show through his personality and his character. He handled his anger in public by himself. I feel like that, like how you're saying that, that's something that like us as African-Americans have to um, practice too, mm -hmm. being able to stay calm, especially our generation. I'm just going to keep on saying that because it can even be like that in like different settings, like school and things like that, where you just react and you just have to know to just there's light at the end of the tunnel. So if you just wait and keep on waiting, then it will get better. And he did it so long ago when it was the norm for black people to not do sports. On our last segment, Mark Jones Jr., a 12-year-old student at Pittsburgh Colfax, talks about what he has learned from his family's business. Let's talk business. The key to success in business is to having loyal employees, having a good reputation, not a bad reputation because then people won't buy your products. A little bit about my dad's business. Um, the business name is called Jones Incorporate, and basically we clean buildings. It's the buildings; they're not that big, but so basically, look, I'll go with my dad. Some days I'll go with my uncle and my grandma and my cousin. He helps too. He's 17, and uh, they're gonna be running this business for a long time. And 
when I get my ID and stuff, I'ma get a building. So like I can actually um, be making a lot of money. Okay, so basically the challenges that it took to get in the business, he put he put a lot of money into it, like getting the cleanest stuff. There's more people than him in the business, but some of the buildings they're in Wexford, it's far. So he went out and met all them people. It was only him. Yes, I do see myself as being a businessman. What it means to being a businessman is making profit. You have to make profit. You need to make that money back. You don't want to be losing money. All right, basically, in a family business, like, you can trust everybody. I'm not saying you can't trust, like, regular employees, but, like, you can trust everybody that you're around. Like, you know, like, they're capable of working. Because you don't know if somebody could be stealing your money. They could be jeopardizing the business. Like, say, if, if you're not cleaning something right, the people, they'll complain, and that's when we're losing money. So, basically, all the buildings that we lose, my dad has to pay that back. So, that takes money out the check. If somebody does that, that's jeopardizing the business. All right, so basically, you'll have your business court, and you probably want to have some pictures so they like, can know like what they're going to be expecting. We do have a website, but I don't, I don't know what it's called. I would like to have a vending machine business because it's not, it's not that hard. The machine it costs like 700, 500, something like that. So you buy the machine. Now for you gotta have some money to buy the snacks in there. And that's when um you gotta put it in the building. So like you gotta go out to the people and like now for you put it in the building, you put all the snacks in there, and like probably a week or so, you gotta put it in like a popular building. Cause you want people to buy those snacks. And that's when you'll be making profit. Plus you gotta pay commission. And the owner of the building, the popular snacks that I'll have in my vending machine, I'll have Snickers, Reese's, Kit Kats, chips like regular Doritos, Cool Ranch Doritos. I won't put a lot of spicy stuff. It, it depends where you. It depends where you put your uh your machine at. I'll put some pastries in there, and I, all the way at the bottom I'll put some gum. So basically, the chips they're going to be dollar fifty cent. Say if you buy some chips for a dollar, right? You gotta make some profit. So that's a fifty cent profit, but that's not a lot. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Youth Express. Youth Express is made possible with support from the Henry L. Hillman Foundation, the Pittsburgh Penguins Foundation, and the 33 Foundation, and was produced by SLB Radio Productions. Learn more at youthexpress.org. Youth Express. Catch the future.